0: it was never dull I was always busy I could say that I never really had a lot of dull moments and it was it was a balancing act when you had the girls and different things like that to different ages I think I had one in every grade like elementary middle school high school and college at one point oh wow a little bit of a balancing act trying to make sure they all knew they were special and that 100% completely blessed I think being a mom is one of the best things in the world
1: Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started here on the Who Is Your Mama podcast. If I am not recording a Who Is Your Mama podcast, then I am probably working at my company, Tippy Toes. I wanna to tell you about Tippy Toes because there are awesome business opportunities and it might just be a right, the right fit for you. Tippy Toes is a children's dance company and we go into schools and we offer dance classes on site. It is a blast. You don't have to have dance experience, but you do have to have a passion to build a business and make an impact in your community because that is what we do at Tippy Toes. It is a franchise, so you get to run your own business, but you are not in business alone. If you have any interest in possibly exploring the idea of Tippy Toes, of running a franchise yourself, please reach out, go to check out our website, toesdance.com. That's T-I-P-P-I-T-O-E-S-D-A-N-C-E.com, tippytoesdance.com. You can learn more about what we do there at Tippy Toes, and who knows, we can even get to hang out more. So go check it out. We'd love to see if that is a business fit for you. When you're talking about everybody supporting each other and and thinking about them all as kids, I'm wondering if you knew, so let's zero in specifically on Bobby Jr. Did you know like did you know at some point that he would have the kind of success that he has had? I mean, he we we talked about it a little bit before you and I started, but he was one he was on team usa. he they won a gold medal. He was the MVP of that team. He was asked to be at the high school home run derby um, at the MLB all-star game. And he won that competition. Um, he was then the athlete of the year uh, celebrated at the ESPYs. He was the second draft pick overall for the MLB in 2019. His team won state in, in high school. I'm just wondering like that. Those aren't little things, right? Those are like the biggest yeah. things, the biggest things that a kid could win at that Phase of their life. A young man could win at that at that time. Did you see that coming in him specifically? Like, did you see that level of accomplishment in his life?
0: I saw his motivation. I know I mean, he collected baseball cards, like I said, he collected autographs. He admired Justin Bedroid, Derek Jeter. He just, he loved looking up. He looked up to his brother in law when he'd see them. And I would see him, he, I'm trying to think, maybe eight, nine years old. He'd play on his team and then he'd get asked to play guest play. And I mean, he was just ready to go. Like he wanted to be the best one out there and he wanted to be on that field and he couldn't wait to compete. Like he just did would never want to let anybody down. He just was, he always had just that really competitive spirit and really serious. Sometimes I'm like, are you doing okay? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's like, you Mm kind of see just the inner wheels in his brain just going and it's like, okay, you know, you can always talk about it. it. It's good. But at a young age, he just was competitive and then he is, if you look at his first, there was paper that his kindergarten or first grade teacher said I want to play division one baseball I want to get I want to go to college or division one baseball in college I want to make varsity in high school I want to get drafted I want to be a major leaguer I want to be an all-star so those were his dreams when he was in <laughs> kindergarten or first grade and those were you know I go what else would you want to be like TV analyst would you want to be a you know whatever whatever other business thing nope I just his, his goal is to be a baseball player that was it. Um, so you saw that you saw his, and then when he made varsity as a freshman, um, you could just see, and he got voted the MVP as a freshman. It's by your peers. I was like, well, he must be. I mean, he's good, but he must be well received mm-hmm. for his older, you know, the seniors and juniors, and they were all wonderful. All the kids every year, you know, he um, did that. So it made me feel like you know he's he's doing something outside that I don't see that people are noticing you know mm-hmm. his high school coach and he's uh, usa coach and and different things like that and i know he was having a good time and i'd see him doing everything like that but to, to, to do everything he did it, beyond my long streams i would have never imagined him doing that and we i still can't even i look in his room right now with it he's got jerseys made hung up finally and we actually could sit down during covid and get organized and really let it sink in i don't think it I don't even know if it's stuck into him, but I'm I'm so proud and his hard work and he still works hard and works out. And again, as a parent, I don't know. I don't know where he's going, but I'm proud of his hard work and he works really hard to to get his goals. So hopefully he'll attain his goals.
1: Yes. Well, so far so good. I would say he's on he's on the right yeah. track for I mean, sure. I'm
0: knock, I'm knocking off the wood right here. Yes, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. There's a, yeah. the
1: baseball yeah. uh, mentality. We got to we got to have all the superstitions covered though too. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can't. I mean, I, I can't imagine that feeling. And and it's interesting. So so was his competitiveness like when he let's say he's in I don't know. Let's say he's ten or something. Was it noticeable like on the field that he was better? Like he was. Was he always the best on his teams growing up? I know that's a, you know, I'm sure everybody was great, blah, blah, blah. But let's just between me and you, was he always the best player or did he become that over time?
0: I honestly believe he wanted to be the best player Mm -hmm. and he would do anything that he could to be the best player. I think a lot of teams he played on, they were good players. And so they pushed each other. Like he, he grew up with Mason Greer. I mean, literally they were born within a month. I've been best friends with her my husband's friends with Rusty. He played with the Rangers for several years. But he would he would be out there with Bobby and Rusty the coach and they'd go over these drills and they would. It's like I think Junior wanted to be the best and so the other people were better because they wanted to be good too. They wanted to be the best and I, I would never say he's ever the best best out there. I would say he always tried his best and he always tried to make those plays and wanted to be the best and, you know, as a parent you, you look at the team and you look at that and you're proud of your kid and everything. But um, I know Bobby's more the analytical picks apart his talent, different things. And he goes, Yeah, I'll, you know, look, he said this about him and he said this. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I think he's great, but you right. know, when other people are saying it, it made you feel like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he is, you know, yeah. that good. I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: interesting. Well, it is kind of, cause I, I feel like there is that part, like when you, there are blind spots for us parents, you know, with, when you look at your kids one way or another, like, you know, I think sometimes we can see them in different lights. So to see that validation from others, I'm sure is also like, okay, well, there's clearly something here. There's clearly some, whether it's his passion or his drive or competitiveness that separates him, but also the skill clearly was, was there. I love, I love what you said that he, he always tried to be the best. Like you know, I mean, I feel like sometimes it's one thing to like have that skill, but it's another thing to have the heart that goes along with it. And I don't know that you do what he's done in his life without that heart. And you can tell me if you feel like, like, I feel like that, it sounds to me like, as you're talking about your experience with him in his life, that that was just a part of him from, from, if he's writing about that as a kindergartner, like he just had that inside of him from the get go.
0: Yeah. again, my sister, We've lived in our house 30 years and um, i go through things and i find things and it's just it's amazing to see the things he wrote when he was a young kid and about that about and it was all baseball and it was always about baseball It was about you know my dad and about this and that and the other but his sisters were driving too i mean they cheered and they were very very high competitive cheerleaders and they again wanted to be the best they could be out there and wanted to win that championship and wanted to win i think he got competitive with them too my youngest daughter would pretty good runner and you know they race up until mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they've raced lately but you know the speed obviously came from them i'm not sure <laughs> but yeah i mean running races it was, this is kind of a funny story in middle school he's in eighth grade and middle school athletics and you know, he played football basketball um and he was on a baseball but the coach goes i think you need to run track because you're pretty fast and he goes but i really think you need to long jump because i think you can break this record that had been set for a while and he goes out there I mean zero style points but he goes out there finally this this need of all the district things and we were out there my my daughter videoed it it was the worst form we'd ever seen but he ended up breaking the record by like (laughs) two inches or three inches on this long jump and had you know Uh. kind of figured out how to jump and step and all this stuff and so he would run the hundred and do pretty well he was um and they did the relay and different things like that so his coach goes I think you should come out so it's like yeah I really want to do this and he's like okay if you want to do it you know so it was it was kind of fun to see him just that was in the back of his mind because I've got to break this record it was literally the last yeah. jump the last time he could break this record and he broke the record and it was still standing, I believe this oh to the "Awesome!" oh my gosh yeah
1: no kidding go back wouldn't that yeah. isn't that funny like to think that he would have a standing, you know, long jump, jump, jump record at this point from eighth grade. Yeah. That's that's well, great. And
0: his, his sister, I think his sister Shaley had a couple of other uh, track records. I believe one of them was broken and another one. So they always go, my record's still standing. And <laughs> yes. I think hers just got broken the last couple of years. Uh, it stood for over 10 years or something. Yeah. So that was,
1: Do you feel like some was... of that, that whole vibe and that whole energy at your, it just feels like as you're talking, I feel like the energy at your house would be you know, spirited and competitive and fierce and all of that. Do you feel like that was coming off of Bobby senior's time as an athlete? Like, were they exposed to Bobby senior and his competitive, because obviously to be in the big leagues for 16 years, I mean, that's, that is incredible by itself. Did you feel like that was part of what was instilled in them? Or do you feel like that was not really a a factor? Probably.
0: um, I just think that was, kind of just their nature. Okay. I, I <laughs> This is another kind of funny off-the-track story, but after all the little things Bobby Jr. was doing and my son-in-law, they were actually living with us at the time and all those little events, the Perfect Game and Under Armour and different things, they have ping pong tables. And I was like, you know the sad thing is Junior doesn't really have any other hobbies. He doesn't hunt fish. Mm-hmm. He plays video games. But I was like, we need to get a ping pong table. So but my son-in-law, Zach was here and Bobby Jr. They decided we're going to, Compete and see the first few hundred games, and no lie, it was ninety nine to ninety nine games, and they played this last game, and we were up here watching it, and um, it probably was over an hour. and He did get beat by his brother in law, but uh, you know, <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he probably wants to re challenge. But I mean, they would be up here for hours, ready to ready to get going. I mean, Junior would come home from his high school practice, and Zach's like, "Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, let's go." You know, so they got they were hilarious. So they got really competitive, and then my oldest daughter's. James, he ended up asking the for his super Christmas in his birthday. He wanted to order a new ping pong paddle. He oh wanted gosh. to get in on, the, yes, on the action. Yeah.
1: Okay. So this on is, the action. yeah. So this yeah. is, this is a part of him. This is, this is in the blood there at the Witt household. I'm thinking that's, yeah. that's really I think fun. So, yeah. There's something about ping pong. My, my husband, Chris, maybe it's something in the deck. I don't know. Or the locker rooms. Cause when he used to coach, he would, he would come home and I'd be like, why are you all sweaty? He was like, "Uh, (laughs) ping pong. And I'm like, what? Yeah, they had it in the locker room. And so, you know, I would be like, Oh, okay. Nice to know. What time was your day actually over? Where you, have you been playing ping pong for an hour? But they did, they yeah. loved it. And they had, I mean, they went nuts. It's like a different game than when I play it. I'm like, dink,
0: dink, oh, yeah. you know, and
1: they're just like, you know, shredding it. So that's funny. With this podcast, a lot of times I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of the people that listen are raising kids or, you know, they're in the thick of it. So it's, I know, you know, it's maybe interesting to think back and and I know there were so many great times to raising kids. Were there any hard things about raising kids that when you look back, you're like, that that was tough. And, or how did you get through
0: those tough times? Well, I would say, and this is advice kind of maybe for you, with three girls, when they get to that middle school and teenage years, it gets a little dicey. And one thing I learned from my middle daughter is I was friends with the cheer moms. And, you know, we were always doing stuff to cheer. And I'm like, why don't you hang out with this girl? Or why don't you hang out with this girl? And, she's like, mom, just don't tell me who to hang out with. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. But I'm friends with the mom. She's like, okay, why? I don't know why they don't hang out. Come to find out a few years later. She's like, mom, they were doing bad things. They were not doing Mm -hmm. things I wanted to do, but she didn't want to tell me at the time Mm -hmm. because she didn't want me to go to their mom and say, oh, they're not doing the right thing. They're, they're, they're in a bad way. You know, little, that's middle school. I'm telling you, it's just, it's one of those want to be on the right track with the right friends and do the right thing. And you, you know, sometimes you don't, I, you don't know, but the kids know when my daughter told me, she goes, mom, you know, I didn't want to tell you, but you know, they, you know, I didn't want to hang out with them because they were doing these things. And I remember one time Kiki, my middle daughter asked Bobby Jr. Do you want to go to my high school? It's Christmas vacation. Do you want to go to the high school game? And he's like, no, he goes, cause you know, they're all kind of, they're probably wanting to drink and do some things. I, I really just don't want to go hang out. It's, I don't really, that's okay. You know, I don't want to. Mm do that and um uh, which junior was really lucky because i can tell you there's every one of those senior juniors every year is you both know, baseball players they were great they would they were on the right roads in the mm-hmm. past and weren't you know it was a really bl- it was a blessing that they they weren't trying to get into trouble and he w- wasn't around people trying to get him into trouble and um, that's what we tell him now he just turned 21 It's like you know just you know know your lim- know your path and you know, you know what your goals are and what mm-hmm. you want to do and different things. But as girls, I feel like once they turned 18, some of the drama stopped. They realized I'm going to college and they're not. And I'm mm-hmm. going here and they're not. We had some super dramatic times with some cheer moms and some cheer girls. And mm-hmm. and they, they always seemed to realize that they had so much better going on that they didn't need to get involved in the mm-hmm. bad drama. So yeah. I would say that, you know, drama is drama and I see people getting into it and as a mom, I needed to just stay out of it, you know, and I trust that they knew what they were doing, but know what they were doing, and know, who they were with. And that was one thing I feel like I could see and I did know kind of hopefully they were with the right people.
1: Yes. So were you during that phase of life, you know, when you were when you had middle school kids or that that age range, were you because I, I hear and I don't know, I'm sure it's different for all the families, but. You know that they're they are pulling away sometimes, or they can be. Like, what was your relationship like with your kids during that phase of life? Because I feel like that is a tricky phase. Did you feel your relationship change with them during that time, or how did you handle that really your relationship with them?
0: Well, I think so. Elementary school, like I said, I did I did homeroom mom. You know the parties. elementary is great. Middle school, I stepped back and knew that they they don't want your mom to come to lunch. They don't want to do the stuff. I was actually involved with the girls. I was always the booster club for the cheerleading. So I was involved with booster club. We'd have fundraisers or we'd do that. You know, we would donate socks and where to pep rally and we helped do stuff like that. So that was my, a little bit involvement. So I could see that they were happy and they were doing things. And we were doing things for other people with Bobby jr. In middle school, when he played football, we would do the meals. And so we got to go do the meals and you could see the kids that would say, thank you, miss wit. Thank you, miss wit. You know, mm-hmm. for the lunch that we'd, you know, provides the booster club or whatever. And, and, you'd also see the ones that, you know, it's like, you just kind of felt that. for me forgot It's huge. You forgot this. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just kind of, saw, you kind of saw the happy kids. I'm going to say successful, but the ones in middle school and you saw the kids that were just really having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that was my participation in middle school yeah. because I didn't really want it. That is a hard time. They don't want their parents around. You know, um, we go to all the sporting events, of course, but, um, just during school hours you don't you know you don't want to see right who's who and what's what and you know i think jr got in trouble one time and he had to write a letter to teacher he threw a pencil or something um and he was devastated that that he got in trouble yeah and it was it was awful he did not like the feeling of getting in trouble and disappointing you know his Mm -hmm. coach and and this and that and he was I, i that's the only time i can remember that he really was got in trouble so he didn't like to get in trouble and I don't think the girls really did either I never really had to, and I can tell you I didn't really ever have to mess with the counselors they kind of mm-hmm. the girls are very independent you know mm-hmm. with their schooling and with their things I think that you know helped after high school you know mm-hmm. getting into the haircutting and getting into college and doing things like that they were they were independent because I let them become independent too but I also yeah. wanted to stay close enough to where you know I didn't want to get involved in everything but I wanted to stay close enough to where I knew that they weren't getting into trouble or work with the people getting in trouble.
1: It sounds like such a delicate balance of you clearly were there and knew what was going on, but you, you need to let your child feel that sense of independence and that you're not all in the business of everything going on. But, but as a parent, you know, also not sticking your head in the sand, like you've got to know you've got to know and you you know it when you're there like I as you're describing like being there in the line serving food like that it really does tell you things you know and and the behavior of the kids you can see it without them feeling like they're being watched but that does I that's so that's a great way to to go about that phase of life yeah I'll be calling you uh here in
0: a few years again
1: like help
0: I've got three in middle school. Help me. Sometimes I would go to them for advice too. You know, what, what should I tell your sister? What should I, mm. you know, what's going on? I'd have to get the info from this sister on this one, you know, it's like, what's going on with this? You know, and that was, you know, not that they're tattling, but I was just like, I, is there something I need to know? You know, yes. I'm sure they have their own little stories within themselves, which is their love of each other and their helpfulness. And, you know, again, I think they kept each other accountable.
1: Yeah. I never really thought about that, but you're right. Like the sisters could give you such insight too. And also knowing it's different when your mom's asking you about you versus asking you about your sister, you know, you can, you can feel like, well, let me, I can tell you this, like, it's okay for mom to know this, even though they might not give it up to you. But, you know, also knowing you're always coming from a place of wanting to help your kids. Well, on the, on the flip side of the hardest time, what about for you? What was the most enjoyable part
0: of motherhood? Oh, I think it's just, seeing your kids happy and participating. And I mean, I, I can tell you right now, we've had two weddings, you know, both, both weddings have been phenomenal and we're having a third wedding we're planning right now. And just, just the fact that how it's awesome with the family getting together and just seeing the happiness of them, their next step. And now they're going to have a family. My two daughters started their families and how they actually, they all three have dogs. Mm-hmm. So we get, we don't have a dog currently. So we dog sit quite often for these yeah. true dogs and, just to see how, I guess, just rewarding knowing that they have great memories. And I know some of it's a blur for my husband because my daughter, sort of remember, remember dad used to play the limo. You were our limo driver and we'd ride home with you. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, that, you know, remember dad when, you know, we did this and uh, just, just things like that. I think it's nice to see that they've grown up happy and are wanting to do that for their own family too.
1: I love the idea of knowing that they have great memories you know, because that's just a forever thing that that doesn't go away. And you built those memories, you know, with, with, really? them. you know, yeah, I just think I love the the idea of that, because that'll be with them forever. And how special is that? And, you know, how important is that? And then, you know, those memories come back up to them. I've noticed for me as a when I'm a mom, I'm like, Oh, I forgot that my you know, mom or dad did this. Oh, I forgot my dad always used to bring me a milkshake when I was sick, you know, or whatever. But then when Aww. my child's sick, I'm like, oh, I've got to get a milkshake, you know, and it's just those those little memories that you you hold on to. And it it is, it's such a gift. So I I can only imagine what it feels like when you see your kids, you know, getting married or something like that, because you do think what an exciting moment for them to feel like they are they're flying, you know, and in a way, not that your yeah. job is never done as a mom, but in a way also like, look how happy my kid, I just can't think of anything more exciting than seeing your child as a happy adult, you know, chasing their dreams in their life. I think that's pretty
0: amazing. Yeah. Just like father's day just went by and kids are kind of busy. We're busy. And Shaley took her dad to dinner. I guess they picked up dinner. And then a couple of nights later, Kiana and Nikki had us over to her house for dinner and they wanted to make sure they shared that time. With their dad, and made sure he knew he was special, and then because last year we were almost all together, he and Zach, but um, and then we were with Bobby Jr. in San Antonio on Father's Day, and Jr. was like, "Come down, I want to get a picture," and wore these Under Armour Father's Day cleats, and he was real proud of it. And he was glad his dad was there, and it's just to see the kids how they appreciate what he did in the time. And we go to one of your questions. I know we go to Aruba for Thanksgiving. We we bought a timeshare about seventeen years ago, and we wouldn't go every single year, but the years we went, all of us would go and the family would go. And it was just such a wonderful family time for us to go together. And last year, my youngest and her fiance and Bobby Jr. and his girlfriend got to go, but the older two couldn't go. One just got back from Japan. The other was in Dominican. And it, it, my husband's like, it's just not the same without everyone. You know, mm-hmm. and this next year, she Shayla's getting married the week after Thanksgiving. We're not going to be going with the kids for Thanksgiving. And so my kids are like, we better go next year. You know, it's one of those things you look forward to for an entire year that yes you get away and hopefully they'll keep it going with their I mean, family and,
1: and stuff, don't so. you feel like like it's funny because hearing this from the outside looking in I'm like if I were you I would be like mic drop on parenthood my kids are adults and they still want to hang out with me and we want to go do yeah. fun things <laughs> like I can't imagine anything better than that
0: yeah it it really is and my husband's talking his old age he's like I just like the kids to be here. I just think it's, it's great, you know, which is, it's awesome. I mean, I let, li- we like, I, I, I'm, I, again, like you said, I'm glad that they wanted to come here. Like during yes. COVID every Sunday, they would come over we'd watch the mask on TV. And then we would have lunch, do something. It was like every Sunday we did that. And it was really neat to have them. We'll still plan. We do the, you know, holidays and different things. And now that they're married, they have other family, Right. So it gets a little tricky, but we always try to, Make try it to work. get it. And Bobby's family did the same thing. They're, they're very, family. he's got a sister and brother and they're local and we get together with them and his mom and dad got to come down to see Bobby Ginger play. And, you know, they're very big family. And we do a lot of things with his sister's boys. And so it's neat. Yeah. It's yeah. neat to to know that, Oh man, do we have to go to my mom's house? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, not there. That's so neat. It is. It's such a reflection of you and how you raised your family. And I just think that's so special. And that's why I love getting to have these conversations because that is a dream for like somebody like me to to be in the thick of raising my kids. I just hope to be able to have the stories like you're sharing with us today. And that's why I appreciate you sharing them because to hear what you did, to hear how you were a part of school and, and you know, when they were little and you were a, you know, baseball wife that you found a way to make your family first and all of that. I, I It all clearly is, you know, resulting in what you are experiencing today, which is happy adult kids that all still are close. So I I'm just, so in awe of you, Lori. We're, we're coming to an end, but I've got a couple more questions and then we'll get to our rapid fire questions. So when you think of your awesome four kiddos,
0: what makes you the most proud? Uh, the most proud, I guess, is that they appreciate the things I've done. They appreciate what their dad has done. And he's had 13 surgeries and the sacrifices he's made, you know, over the time. And like I said, I, I do believe that they appreciate my time and what I do and what I've given. And, you know, I, obviously I wouldn't, ever want to do anything else but have my children happy and do I would drop anything to give to them but they also see how I take care of my dad and how Bobby takes care of his parents and you know different things like that and I believe that as we get older they'll always take care of us and that makes me happy
1: (laughs) yes yeah yeah that is you know what that I agree with that I've had the same experience in our family and when I saw my mom and my dad take care of their parents it it really hit me. And I was, I was, you know, my late teens or early twenties and mid twenties when some of that was happening, but it was, you do kind of at that, that's the first time you think, okay, I'm going to be doing that someday, you know, and then, and then you see it all in a different way. And, you know, that's just like the ultimate sign of love too. I feel like when I, when I saw that from my parents and I know we were talking earlier and you were taking your dad to an appointment and you know, that that, that time is, is so precious. So I, that makes a lot of sense. And to know that you feel appreciated from your kids, you know, I bet that feels pretty amazing too, because I'm sure you had your fair share at ball games and cheer events and, you know, so to know that they felt that that support is, is awesome. And they appreciate it. What advice would you have for a parent?
0: Advice for like a parent with young kids, older kids, Adult what, kids, or whatever. Just in general. Yeah,
1: whatever you, whatever you think. Like, what is something that whatever it could be for any of it, it could be as specific or as general as you you want to go.
0: Well, one thing I just told my daughters that had babies, and my mom told me this, and she was never a person that gave advice. But we were driving a car one time, and my daughter's like, oh, "I don't want to listen to that. Don't. I don't. Don't make me listen." I, I go, "You know what?" My mom said, "I'm just going to tell you one thing." Don't let your children be the boss of you. You be the boss of them. Not being bossy, but just if you don't want them to watch a television show, or if you don't want to particularly do something, or if you don't want them to make sure they know that they're not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, it's like kids nowadays, my two year old granddaughter, you know, for peace in the car, when you have a five hour car ride, just to watch YouTube TV on the phone, just mm-hmm. because it makes peace for everyone. I'm not saying things like that, but you know, Sometimes you have to say, "Okay, I need you to do this for me." You know, this is Mm -hmm. this is my time, or different things like that. That was one thing my mom said. You know, don't let them always tell you what to do. I mean, yeah, granted, you have a baby; they're going to rule your life for a while. But you (laughs) also have to kind of be in control of something. You know, when they get older. I guess
1: that makes a lot of sense, and I've actually seen that before with with as technology has taken. You know, it's a different time in parenting when it comes to technology, and I've heard a lot of parents complain about it and and I am not at that phase yet and so I I can't speak to it but I always think to myself like aren't you the parent like if you if you're having an issue with something with technology maybe it's going to be uncomfortable or or whatever the, the thing is but to your point like don't your kid isn't in charge like you're you are in charge of the decisions that happen for your family and so yeah and they'll and
0: they'll get over it eventually I right. mean I would say we were not a- my kids, my daughters didn't, we didn't have it at that time. But didn't play video games or anything. And we'd watch television. We'd watch shows. It wasn't, but you know, if I wanted to watch a show, and it's now bedtime. Okay. I'm watching my show mm-hmm. tonight. It's time to go back. Yes. You know, Bobby Jr. played more video games and I don't think he abused it. So because he was so busy, right. I also think that there was a balance that it is okay to watch TV and it is okay to do things, but there's also limits and parents, the kids need to understand that the parents are in charge of, mm. you know put your cell phones down at dinner, you know, let's mm-hmm. have a quiet dinner, make sure you have know, different things like that. Yeah.
1: I love that. That's a great, I think that's a great piece of advice and very applicable for, for so many people. This has been such a joy, Lori. You are, you are such an awesome mom and I can see why you are still close with all your kids. And it's just been, I've learned so much from you. At the end of these interviews, I like to do rapid fire questions that are totally silly, completely frivolous and just for fun. So
0: five, four, three, Two, one.
1: At the end of a long mama day, how did you unwind?
0: Well, I think I used to, like, take a bath and, like, turn on my television and just try to, like, be a grown-up a little bit, maybe, <laughs> yes. um, if I wasn't watching baseball or anything like that. So I would just, you know, put them to bed, and I would just try to relax and unwind. In summertime, when it was hot, I'd go get out in the floor. They're like, yes. do you want to come to them? I'm like, nope, nope, you're going to bed, time for bed. We had a lot of friends that we had come over, and the kids knew that they this is adult time, not children time, so I think we, you know, we hung out with friends and, you know, had dinners and stuff like that. Yes, you had your Now time. I'll have a glass of wine. Now yes. I have a glass of wine yes. <laughs> at night, and my daughters will have a glass of wine sometimes when she's working. She's working from home right now. You know, we'll, we'll watch, watch a lot of baseball games and stuff, but um, just I, to unwind. But now that they're all in their own home, but, um, I babysit
1: yes. several times. I bet. I bet you do. That's that's so great. But yeah, that makes sense. A bath and TV back in the day makes sense, and then a glass of wine with your daughters or a dip in the pool sounds pretty awesome. Okay, what one food did you give your kids the most in their life?
0: That's funny. Um, I would have to say they are noodle freaks. Okay. Like even my granddaughter, it's like mac and cheese. I would make tuna fish casserole, which is noodles. Mm-hmm. I would do spaghetti. My son, his his go to dinner is spaghetti. I'm making the meat sauce with his spaghetti and buttered noodles, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in Oklahoma, it was meat and potatoes. So I, my kids weren't huge meat eaters, but it was always the pasta and vegetables. Yes. Okay. So broccoli and green beans. And I do have a pea hater um, as a daughter that doesn't <laughs> like peas. And my son likes peas. So they were fruit and vegetables, but I would say I think the noodles the go-to noodles. Noodle was the go-to. That
1: makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, mac and cheese is the the clear winner in this in this response over the twenty five or whatever yeah. interviews I've done. Mac and cheese is definitely definitely a leader. Yeah. So that could that could uh, go in that category.
0: And the funny the funny thing is is I don't eat cheese because I a long story but yeah. I don't eat butter and cheese. So I was trying to make it. I'd be like put, pulling away because I didn't like it. And yes. you know then my friend would put butter on the vegetables with butter, salt and pepper. I was like, wow, they really like huh, that. I mean, she used spray butter. So spray butter became my friend and yes. um, some mac and cheese. Um,
1: okay. How about the most enjoyable destination your family went together? I think you mentioned it. Was it Aruba?
0: Uh, Aruba. Yeah. Hands down. We, we love Aruba. That's great. We feel like it's part of the home away from home. Oh, That's awesome.
1: That's probably so many memories too. Um, oh yeah. Okay, a word final question. A word or phrase that you would use to describe your life as a mom?
0: Well, completely blessed comes to mind at first. It was never dull. I was always busy. I could say that I never really had a lot of dull moments and it was it was a balancing act when you had the girls and different things like that, the different ages. I think I had one in every grade, like elementary, middle school, high school and college at one oh, point. Oh wow. So, <laughs> get to tailgate parties and trying to get, get to this year competition in this baseball. That was after Bobby had retired. So he was, he was helpful with that mm-hmm. too. So I think it was a little bit of a balancing act trying to make sure they all knew they were special and that 100% completely blessed. I think being a mom is one of the best things in the world. Yes.
1: yes. Well, I love that recap, completely blessed, never dull in a balancing act. I'm like, that sounds about right. I feel like uh, yep. <laughs> that sums it up pretty well. So, Lori, thank you so much for being on the Who Is Your Mama podcast. You are certainly a legendary mama. And um, <laughs> I, I just, I loved it. I learned so much from you and your kids are awesome. And we will be keeping our eye out on all all of the professional athletes in your family and cheering all of them on. And um, it sounds like Bobby Witt Jr. is going to have a, a great career like his dad did. And it, I have to actually, there's one thing I have to, forgot to tell you. One of the reasons that this sparked was back when Uh, junior was in high school and and being scouted and and everything. My husband's a scout and he was just so impressed by you and your whole family. And a lot of times what Chris and I will will have conversations about, you know, because we've got three daughters and Chris is never he's always like, I can't. I just can't imagine, you know, how it feels to have a son-in-law. Like he's not really into that right now, you know, which obviously they're eight, six and four, so we don't have to worry about it. But he can't even understand how like my dad, he's like, I don't know why your dad likes me. Like, how could you like your son? You know, like kind of joking, but also he goes, Bobby Witt Jr. is the son that everybody hopes that they raise. Like he is, he would be the son-in-law that you hope you, your daughter finds and the son that you hope you raise. And, and I, I just remember him saying that because that's not, he sees a lot of, he meets a lot of young men and he's never said something like that. And so, and also our family is, I was born and raised Royals as well. And my grandmother had oh, wow. season tickets forever. So all of it was, was, you know, exciting just watching from the outside in and and knowing how much Chris, you know, appreciated him as a a young man and and how he was raised and everything so i actually have to shout out chris for for telling me all of this and the details and just what a great person that you have raised and that's really how a lot of this for me got started so i and then it all it all came to fruition and and i can see why after speaking with you you're just such an amazing mom and i've enjoyed so much our time together Oh, there's so many lessons from Lori Witt. I absolutely loved everything she had to say. I wanna highlight some of my favorite parts. And one of them was talking about how important it was to have good role models for your children. And she highlighted that by saying, whether that was being at church or knowing the parents of the kids that her kids were playing with, knowing the community she was a part of was really important to her. And that enabled her to make sure there were good role models all around her kids. And clearly that made a positive impact in their life. She also talked about how important it was to let her kids pursue what they loved. And she wanted to support them in their passion. And that is so evident because I think it's, we can all assume, many of us won't ever experience this, but I can assume for your child to reach the heights that Bobby Witt Jr. has reached already, that there takes an immense amount of support around him. And it is clear that Lori gave that support to all of her kids their entire life and what an incredible outcome she's experienced to see her kids living their dreams and um, and then also still being such a close-knit family. I feel like that is such a powerful gift for all of them to cherish for the rest of their life. And one of the pieces of advice that she gave to parents, which I, I also love to hear from her, was not to let the, your kids be the boss of you. You are the parent and you are in charge, like Lori Witt said, and I, I appreciated that extra insight from her. So many lessons from Lori Witt, absolutely dazzled by Lori and all of her insights. She's raised an outrageously wonderful family and it will be really fun to watch Bobby Witt Jr. on TV for many years to come. What a pleasure to have Lori Witt with us today. Thank you for listening to the Who Is Your Mama podcast. Have a wonderful day. That is a wrap on season one of Who Is Your Mama. I hope you guys have learned as much as I have from these incredible stories, the guests, the thoughtful moments that these moms shared. I hope you have have learned. And actually, the reason I'm taking a break is because I've learned these lessons and I realize I need to put them into play. And my kids are home this summer, and this is a time for me to get that quality time to be present in their lives, to empower them, to enable them to follow their own dreams and their paths. And it just struck me. I'm like, if I keep grinding this out and don't take a break, then I am not honoring the guests that have taught me these lessons. And so... That is a wrap on season one. My kids are home for the summer. I'm going to be present with them. I'm going to get some quality time with them. I am definitely going to be the chauffeur taking them to a million camps, I'm sure. Um, But I really just want to put this into play and I want to um, encourage you guys to do the same. So if you've learned lessons from these parents about how to maybe parent in a way that is thoughtful or meaningful, just as they have, then this could maybe be a, a cue for you too to take a breather and really connect with your kiddos, but have no fear because listen, I have so much fun with this podcast. I am absolutely going to come back. I am just taking a little bit of a breather when they go back to school. My kiddos go back to school here in just a matter of weeks, a couple of months. I'm going to get back to interviewing legendary moms who raise extraordinary people so we can keep learning from them. So season two will be coming. Um, In the meantime, be sure you are following at WhoIsYourMamaPod on Instagram. And also give me a follow on Instagram as well, because I will share a little bit more things outside of just the podcast. Um, You can follow me at Riley. Um, and if you know moms that you think I really need to interview on the show if they are you know raising extra raised extraordinary people that we all know and love then please pass them on to me I would love to highlight those brilliant moms and um, that's it guys that's it that is season one thank you for being here I am so deeply grateful to each one of you who listened whether it was for one episode or all of them and those of you who shared it with your friends or left a review there's Seriously, nothing more powerful to somebody like me than that. I really do this out of love and because I think it's important and I love shining the light on these moms. But when you show me love back by sharing it, passing it along or writing a review, it means a world to me. And I see them and, I, and it, means, it means everything. So thank you guys so much. All right. I am out. I'm going to take one kiddo to basketball camp. Another kid's going to volleyball camp. And the third is getting some quality time because we are putting these lessons into play. You guys enjoy have a great time in your summer with your kids, with your family. Thank you for
0: listening. Take care.